Dominus Hobiscum, Head of Sequentia Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. Mary set out and went, as quickly as she could, to a town in the hill country of Judah. She went into Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Now as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a loud cry and said, of all women, you are the most blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honored with a visit from the mother of my Lord? For the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. Verbum Domini. On this, the fourth Sunday of Advent, the Church gives us the visitation of our Blessed Lady to her cousin Elizabeth for our meditation. And as with all the scriptures, there are many threads, and it's always difficult to choose one particular or even two threads that would do justice to the nativity of our Lord. But joining the passage we've just heard from St. Luke's Gospel to that of the letter to the Hebrews, we see in the church, the church gives us the restoration of the human race. How so? What brought about the fall of the human race? God, after all, had created us and created us perfect in as much as all that was necessary for our existence had been given to us. In particular, there was the harmony between body and soul, and so the senses were under control. There was the clarity of intellect, so it was not possible for the man to be deceived. There was also the strengthened will, an inclination towards doing good. There was original justice, God's grace in us. And there were many other similar gifts. What was lacking? How did our first parents fall into sin? When God creates free creatures, he gives them everything that is necessary for the integrity of their being. That is justice. He gave them these gifts, however, conditionally. Because being free creatures, he gave us the ability to choose. 
that to choose what? To choose how we would attain our final destiny, our eternal happiness. And the choice was through obedience. The man, Adam, was asked to obey God. Do not touch the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. Do not eat it. And then a clear warning. The day you eat of it, you will die the death. The commandment was given to the man, not the woman. And so with the serpent, who we are told in scripture was the most subtle of all the creatures God had created, entered the garden because of the man's disobedience. Because God had placed him in the garden to cultivate it and to guard it. If he was to guard it, he should have ensured that nothing evil entered into it. And so failing to guard, he already laid the foundation for his downfall. The serpent, being most subtle, knew it was useless to tackle the man because his intellect was clear. He knew the consequences of disobedience. And so he approaches the woman and begins this dreadful conversation in which the woman believed the serpent. So in the case of the woman, there was a lack of faith. She did not believe what God had said. And so she took it, nothing seemed to happen. And she gave to her husband, who, seeing nothing had happened, et as well, and immediately their eyes were opened. Their intellect suddenly was aware of what they had done. And so the human race fell. All the gifts God had promised, clarity of intellect, strength of will, the control over the senses, etc., evaporated, gone. God who is rich in mercy, God who in justice had given us these gifts, in mercy decided to restore them in Christ, in his Son. And so in the fullness of time, an angel to undo the work of the evil angel in, in Eden, an angel is sent to a virgin, a virgin espoused to a man, Joseph of the house of David. And what is the Virgin asked to do? She is to undo what Eve had done, just as her son would undo what Adam had done. Eve did not believe, and so the Virgin was asked to believe, which she did. And this is what Elizabeth declares under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. And so Our Lady is the apex, the pinnacle, 
the perfection of faith. So in believing, she conceives in her womb, as God had promised, his eternal son. And so this son, who is the son of God, now, as we heard in the letter to the Hebrews, makes a declaration. This is what Christ said on coming into the world. You who wanted no sacrifice or oblation, because these could not take sins away. You didn't want them, but you prepared a body for me. You took no pleasure in holocaust or sacrifices for sin. Then I said, as I was commanded in the scroll of the book, God, here am I, I'm coming to obey your will. So Christ enters into the world to undo what Adam had done. Adam had been disobedient, Christ now would be obedient, even to the point of death, death on a cross. And so the work of the evil angel is undone by Gabriel. The work of the unbelieving Eve is undone by the faith of our blessed lady. And the disobedience of Adam is erased by the perfect obedience of Christ. And so our most blessed lady, having conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, now runs quickly, as quickly as she could, to the hill country of Judah. Did she go because she did not believe? Far from it. It is because she believed that she went. For now, she herself is full with the word of God. It is the very word of God made flesh who is in her womb. And so she goes out to sanctify the prophet who is to precede her son. She goes to Zechariah's house and greets Elizabeth. And we're told as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child in her womb leapt for joy. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Notice the order. The virgin speaks Elizabeth hears the child in Elizabeth's womb, the unborn John the Baptist, recognizes the presence of the divine word. He leaps for joy because Christ in his mother's womb has sanctified John in his mother's womb. And the Holy Spirit who has just taken possession of John, overflows even into his mother. And she now, Elizabeth, prophesies, of all women, you are the most blessed. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And in these words, Elizabeth proclaims the Immaculate Conception. For it is well known that the fruit and the tree are of the same nature. When a tree produces fruit, the fruit is of the same nature as the tree. 
An apple tree always produces apples. It never produces pears or oranges. Therefore, Our Lady and the Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, are of the same kind. In taking flesh from her womb, the Lord makes the new humanity, of which Our Lady is the first. And we, through baptism, follow, so that he is the first, as we read the letter to the Hebrews, of many brethren. And then Elizabeth goes further. Remember, she is speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Why should I be honored with a visit from the mother of my Lord? So she declares Our Lady to be mother of God. But even in that declaration, what she is affirming is nothing other than Christ is God. And then she explains, the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy because filled with the Holy Spirit, her mind now is clear and she understands the meaning of John's spontaneous movement in her womb. Joy being one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then finally, Our Lady's faith. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. She believed and she conceived. She conceived and she gave birth and so brought joy to all of us, which is essentially what we are preparing to celebrate in five days' time. Let us then ask of our Most Blessed Lady that we will believe and that in believing we likewise will be obedient and being obedient inherit eternal life. In the name of the Father, the Son and of the Holy Spirit.